You are listening to Tuesday Takes with the Tommy Experience. Tune into the ColorCast app on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time to listen to the show live, chat with the boys, and maybe even be on the show. Download the ColorCast app or go to TommyExperience.com for more information. And now, here's the show. Okay. Welcome into Tuesday Takes, uh, our weekly show here on ColorCast. My name is Tommy. Thank you for joining. Uh, along with me is my pal Jason. I haven't talking, I haven't spoken to him yet. Uh, we have only conversed via text message until today. Uh, Jason, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I had a lot of holiday cheer. Yeah. Um, over the break. Um, so I wasn't here last week. My parents decided to fly in from from Georgia to come. Um, I told them I was only going to be here for one Christmas. So if they wanted a snowy mountain Christmas, we had to do it this year. So they came out. They took me up on it. We went to the mountains. Beautiful. Did some snowboarding and and, and had some fun. Love How was it. Your holiday. Love it. Well, uh, unfortunately, here in our household, uh, we had some COVID situations. Uh, both Anna and I, Anna, my fiance, uh, we both tested positive for COVID on Tuesday. Uh, so we had to cancel our trip uh, to her family on Pitts, uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, so we just stayed at home. We had a little COVID Christmas. Uh, did a lot of Zoom calls with family. Uh, and uh, actually, we, we still had a Christmas roast and everything uh, because we have a meat subscription that I love. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that, that was taken care of. But uh, we... You know what? We did all right uh, for it being a COVID Christmas. Uh, we did okay, um, but uh, we are healthy now. And uh, are you healthy, Jason? Um, I'm I'm a little under the weather, and we're in that weird time where it's like, am I dying or am you know? Sure. Is it the common cold? But um, can't get a, a test and that home test, so I'm waiting on the results. We'll see if I have COVID, but I'm vaccinated and I'm young and healthy. So we'll be okay either way. We're ready to talk some sports. That's right. So. That's right. Uh, well, like we said, uh, this is Tuesday Takes on the ColorCast app. Uh, my name is Tommy. You can follow me at TommyIrby36. Uh, you can follow Jason at JPoTweets, uh, or you can just find everything that you need at TommyExperience.com. Uh so we went over, uh, I had COVID, uh, and I had COVID. Jason might be dying, but he's still here. Um, Christmas, uh, Jason, uh, gift exchanges. What was the coolest gift that you gave and what was the coolest gift that you received? Um, so my, I, I mentioned my parents came here and this year we did like secret Santa instead of doing gifts for the whole family. Sure. Um, so I got, I pulled my mom in secret Santa. Um, and so I got the whole, or I'm sorry, my dad in secret Santa. And because of that, I got the whole family a gift of going up to the like into Frisco, which is right near like Breckenridge and a lot of the really beautiful mountains. And we did a, uh, like a, a horse sled, horse drawn sled. Um, cause my, you know, my family love horse, my mom loves horses. And, um, so we got to do that. That was really cool. Best gift I received was from my wife. Uh, I got a Kindle. I'm trying to do more reading. There so, uh, the Kindle is very nice. Love it. That sounds well, great. Um, yeah, on my end, I'm throw it back at you. Yeah, on my end, uh, probably the coolest gift I received. Um, well, first off, my my future in laws really uh, 
invested in the future of this podcast and beyond because they got me some uh, some equipment that I wanted. So I'm appreciative of that. Uh, uh, but the coolest uh, gift that I received is really the only thing that I truly asked for. And it is a Bob Carpenter baseball scorebook. Uh, Bob Carpenter does the play-by-play for the Washington Nationals. Uh, and he spent 30-plus years perfecting uh, the art of keeping score. Uh, and he came up with his own custom uh, scorebook. Uh, and he sells it on the internet, and I got one, and I cannot wait for baseball season to start uh, so I could do the old-school scorekeeping. Um, as for giving gifts, uh, I, I, you know, I, I just kind of spread it around and gave everybody love, uh, but the coolest gift um, is has yet to be delivered. Uh, I got Anna's nephews uh, the coolest uh, Thomas the Tank Engine train set uh, that I wanted to play with myself, uh, but I restrained from doing so. Uh, so I am excited for them to open that. That'll be cool. Um, but that, I guess that wraps a bow up on Christmas. Uh, let's move into some sports here, J-Po. Um, the NFL playoff picture is coming together here. Um, I have written down, as you can see on our prep sheet, uh, that we do have some teams in the NFC that have clint- at least clinched a playoff spot uh, and then the AFC, the only thing that's for certain is the Chiefs have won the AFC West. Uh, quite a weekend of football here. Uh, so I'm going to give you the floor because I want to talk about your Saints. Uh, I needed them to win last night, and they didn't. So could you please explain yourself? I, uh, yeah, I mean, surprisingly, fourth string quarterback Ian Book could not get it done um, on a Monday night. Uh, I don't know, you know. We really invested more in, in our fourth string quarterback. I think we would be a playoff team. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's just unlucky. I think uh, this was a always going to be a hard season going away from Breeze, even if the last couple of years he was kind of a shell of himself. Um, just putting someone else behind center for the first time in, in how many years in, you know, um, in a Saints jersey uh, consistently. Um, it, it was always going to have its growing pains, but – he didn't, you know, um, Ian Book didn't do great, but he looked like a fourth-string quarterback out against a pretty good and pretty hot Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, and you know, he really held his own. I mean, it was a it was a one-score game there for a really long time. Uh, it just kind of fell apart at the end. I felt like the defense really did their part. Uh, the offense just couldn't get anything going. Um, but that was the Monday night game. Uh, we saw a couple other uh, standout games as well this weekend. Uh, I know that you like to do the can't do that team of the week. Uh, the Cardinals have won it two weeks in a row with the honorable mention of the Bears. Uh, I'd like to throw out, and I'm going to get in trouble for this, I would like to throw out the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, for the can't do that team of the week this week uh, for laying an absolute egg against the Chiefs. I would like to throw out you, Tommy, for calling out the Steelers on the recording equipment that you got from your in-laws. <laughs> You can't do that. Technically, <laughs> I'm still on the old equipment because it hasn't been delivered yet. Uh, so I think I can still say these things. They did okay, not look good the in the slightest. Mine would, be, mine would be the Saints. We already talked about the Saints, but the Steelers is probably a better one. Uh, so I like yours better. I'll, I'll steal yours and go with yours. Yeah. Uh, tell, not, us, tell us why. Uh, I mean, not a good game whatsoever. Uh, they. Uh, I will give... Props to Chase Claypool for learning how to catch the ball and then just either put the ball down or give it to the ref without doing a dance. 
Uh, so that was nice. But they did have a couple of taunting calls uh, that went against them, a couple of stupid penalties, a couple of stupid drops. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, drop, drop, McFumble that uh, we call. He uh, drop, dropped a couple, uh, and he got a taunting call that didn't that didn't go well. Uh, I know Anna doesn't like this segment, but it is what it is. Uh, the can't do that team of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they have a tough game this week at home, Monday Night Football against the Browns. Could it be Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, it most likely will be. Um, and then I, I don't know, maybe in maybe not in pads, but just in a uh, a coaching outfit on the sideline yeah. one day. But um, yeah, I mean, it definitely it should be. Um, they would have to have a lot to break right for them. Um, yeah, they're a lot gonna, of teams would have to lose. They're gonna need um, some help and, because they have the, they gotta beat Cleveland and then they gotta beat Baltimore at Baltimore, uh, and then they're gonna need some help. Obviously, they need the Ravens to lose that one. Uh, they need the Chargers to drop one, I think, and then the Dolphins need to drop one as well. Uh, so that it, it's it's not impossible, but it's not looking pretty. Yeah, and the you know the Browns are a good team in their own right. Um, you know, playing playing so close with the Packers when your quarterback throws four interceptions is pretty impressive. It says a lot about the defense. Says a lot about the run game, um, and that game is equally as important to them. They're also uh, one of those like six teams in that dogfight for for the the seven seed, so um, they'll come into it wanting to win, yeah. uh, and it's going to be a tough game for the Steelers. So it could be a hard last game for for Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, uh, the AFC North is absolutely wide open. The Bengals made a statement. I feel like on Sunday beating the Ravens in the fashion that they did. Joe Burrow went absolutely off over five hundred yards passing. Uh, so. Uh, I think either the fifth or sixth most in NFL history uh, is all that he did on Sunday. Uh, so the Bengals currently lead the division. They have a big game against Kansas City at home this weekend, and then they finish at Cleveland. So a lot of things are going to be shaping up uh, these next couple of weeks. It looks like uh, there's some uh, interleague play happening this week, uh, but then, of course, the last week of the season is all divisional matchups, which is the way it should be. Um, so that's where we're definitely going to get some answers. But some more teams could uh, at least clinch their playoff spot uh, this coming weekend. Uh, in the NFC, uh, the Packers, Cowboys, and Buccaneers have all clinched their division, and the Rams and the Cardinals have at least clinched a playoff spot. Uh, the Rams, I think, are one win away from clinching the division, uh, so they would need to win out. They go to Baltimore on Sunday and then finish at home against San Francisco. The Cardinals could still win it if the Rams do lose one or two. I don't know what the tiebreaker situation is, uh, but the they the Cardinals have the Cowboys in Dallas and then at home uh, against Seattle to finish the season. Uh, I got to say, the way that it's lining up for me is I kind of like the Rams to go ahead and take the West uh, just because Baltimore's pass defense is not good and Matthew Stafford is good at throwing the football. Uh, I just wanted to hear what you think about the NFC West. Um, I think the Rams will now not win the division because you said they would. <laughs> and for some reason, they have been your team this this whole year. They've been like your bogey team. like. You right when you say I don't know about the Rams, they start just crushing it, you know. And and you had finally conceded that maybe you know maybe they weren't that good. You were so hot on them, and they had that terrible run where they couldn't win a game. 
you say that they that you know okay you see it now and they're not maybe they aren't that good and then they look like the best team in football for five <laughs> weeks um so I, I i'm not sure they're really such a bipolar team but luckily for them so are the cardinals like yeah I, I don't know who the cardinals are like kyler murray can look like a star one week and an absolute dud the next the defense can can you know do a lot in one week and then get run over by by everybody the the very next week so I think the inconsistencies, um, the the best team going into the playoffs might be the 49ers from that, you know, from that division, honestly. Yeah, yeah maybe the hottest team, at least the 49ers might, uh, might be there. Um, yeah, I, I have been a little wishy-washy on the Rams. Uh, and I think what it is, is really Matthew Stafford. I mean, I've seen him just absolutely ball out in Detroit and have nothing to show for it. But now I feel like he has the closest thing that has ever resembled a full football team in his entire career. And if he's just going to be slinging the ball around, I mean, on uh, on Sunday, it really wasn't Matthew Stafford that won the game. It was more of the Rams defense stepping up uh, in Minnesota to get a couple of a uh, couple stops and, a, and maybe a turnover uh, against Minnesota. Uh, I saw a stat <laughs> uh, today Something like the Vikings are uh, three and five when they win the turnover battle. Isn't that insane? They have a losing record when they have the most turnovers in a game. That's not what's supposed to happen. Yeah, you would think that they're not really built to like to chase teams either. Yeah. Um, but it has seemed like those are, when they're chasing the the game is kind of when they've been better, which really doesn't make sense to me because all the power they have coming out of the backfield. Um, you think they, and, and Kirk Cousins really is just a glorified game manager. Yeah. Um, you would think they'd want to get leads and sit on them. Um, and when they're really securing the ball and running a lot as the games they'd be winning in, but that stat kind of points otherwise. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the, you know, the Vikings, they, they're, they're still alive slimly, but still alive. Uh, Sunday night football this weekend at Green Bay, which will be tough, but then they finish at home against the uh, uh, Chicago Bears, who are not at that tough of an opponent to play, especially when you're playing at home indoors. Um, so they they could sneak in. They, they absolutely have to win in Green Bay, which is going to be very difficult to do. Um, it's the 49ers and the Eagles right now that hold their uh, that are able to uh, create their own destiny here if they just win they're in uh, 49ers get Houston at home and then finish in LA against the Rams Eagles have a much tougher road uh, they they do go to Washington to play the football team who got absolutely blown out Sunday night uh, but and are still somehow alive uh, but then they got Dallas at home to end the season uh, I do kind of like the Eagles to, to hang on to that seventh wild card spot honestly yeah, yeah. I mean, if they could draw, like if this was a soccer game, I'd be more worried. But there has to be a winner from that next week's game between the Eagles and the, and the Washington football team. Yep. Um, and and you got to think that the Eagles will win that game just coming off of, of – they, they had a very nice in-division win in their own right last week. Um, yeah. And now they're going to, to play a team who just got blown out of the water um, yeah. in, in their in-division game. So um, you have to think the Eagles take it next week. Um, but if it's still up in the air in that last week, you know, the, the football team gets to play the giants and, and that could end up being a decider for them. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I like the Eagles to win this Sunday. 
Um, I don't know about the the Dallas game. I guess we'll talk about that game next week when it comes to when it when it comes up on the schedule. Uh, but if I were to pick right now, I think I think things stay stand pat as they are in the NFC with the Rams winning the West and then the wild card teams being the Cardinals, 49ers and Eagles. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we still have a, a couple weeks left. Um, s- switching focus over to the AFC. The Chiefs are the only team that has clinched uh, a playoff spot, let alone a division title. Uh, and <laughs> there's so much up in the air after the Bills stunned the Patriots uh, in Foxborough uh, go to go there and win the game. They now control the AFC East and control uh, their own fate. If they win out, then they win the division. Uh, they will own the tiebreaker over the Patriots. Uh, they get the they get the Falcons and the Jets at home to end the season. So I'm going to ask you: Is there any way that they screw this up? Um, I, I don't think so. I think that they will, you know, those are two teams that are beatable. They don't play particularly well at home. Um, so I I don't know, you know, if that benefits them being at home twice. I don't know if they would have rather gone to like a, a warmer client, uh, climate to play. Um, but I think that they can beat both those teams. They're just, they're another weird team where you don't really know what's going on. They were really dominant in Foxborough. Um, after getting, I mean, I, I don't think the scoreline really, they won, you know, by 12, but I, I think that they're even more dominant than that. Oh, they they looked dominated like they, the they game. Won, they could have won by more than two scores um, that whole game. Uh, they dominated every quarter. Uh, the only one they got outscored in was the third quarter, and it was seven to three. Um, but I, I they looked so dominant after letting the Patriots come into Buffalo and be dominant there. So. Yep. Uh, which team shows up, I think, is is the problem with the Bills, which is the problem with a lot of these top teams like the Rams and the Cardinals, even the Cowboys to an extent. Yeah, no, I absolutely hear you. Uh, I do like their chances against the against the Falcons. Uh, it's a home game. You got to think it's going to be cold, maybe some weather. The Falcons play indoors at home. Uh, they don't, like they have a retractable roof and they open it maybe once a year. Uh, and Matt Ryan has just been uh, historically bad uh, in weather conditions. Uh, so I, I do like their chances there. And then you get the Jets at home. Uh, the Jets did win this weekend uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, but I, I like them to win both of these games and then secure a home playoff spot. But like you said, we don't really know what team is going to show up. And the way that they are... They could get this home playoff game and absolutely lose it, especially if they're the four. If they're the four seed, uh, and they play like the Colts or the Titans or whoever's going to end up taking that first wild card spot, those are two teams right there that I would absolutely not want to play, even if it were at home. Um, so, not sure about the Bills. The only thing we're sure of is the Chiefs. Uh, it looks like they're on their way to locking up the one seed as well. I think they can do that as soon as Sunday. Um, so I want to I want to hear from you uh, before we go down the list here. Uh, is there any way the Chiefs drop out of the number one seed, and also uh, can anybody stop the Chiefs from going back to the Super Bowl? We may have lost Jason. All right, so I'm going to answer my I, own I, question. I, oh, I, there I, no, is. no, I'm I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I uh, so I we. You know, I, I'm not sure about the playoffs, but I don't think that they get stopped on the way. I think they win the next two games. I Cincinnati's playing great, and they're a lot better than they thought we were going to be. 
Um, but the Chiefs, you know, know how to play this time of year. Um, so I, I think that um, they'll, they'll win out. I do hope, just for selfish reasons I've mentioned, that I'm going to that Denver game here in Denver. I would like that to have implications for both teams and really see full force um, uh, game out here. So um, I would like the Broncos to stay in it, but they'd have to beat the the Chargers. And then um, the Chiefs would, you know, have to probably lose to Cincinnati for it to be an interesting game as far as seeding. So, uh, but I I think they win out and then playoffs, we'll see which Patrick Mahomes shows up. He does like that. I mean, he is the, uh, the only game that he has lost in the playoffs was the Super Bowl last year to Tom Brady. That's the only playoff game that Patrick Mahomes has lost. Uh, so if he gets in the playoffs, uh, the Chiefs are, I mean, they're in the playoffs. If he gets the one seed, I mean, they are, they just might be in some, uh, some trouble for another team. They are in trouble for another team. They're not in trouble. Uh, interesting battle for the AFC South, I think, between the Titans and the Colts. So they don't play each other anymore. The Titans have the Dolphins and then the Texans coming up while the Colts have the the Raiders and then Jacksonville. So they both have, uh, tough games this weekend, uh, respectfully, uh, between the, uh, Titans and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They won seven in a row. They're the first team to lose seven and then win seven. Um, and then the Colts playing the Raiders who have newfound life, who are trying to sneak into that last playoff spot as well. Uh, that's going to be an interesting battle coming down to the wire. Um, really ultimately it's going to come down to this weekend's games to see who can win between the Titans and the Dolphins and then the Colts and the Raiders. If I were to pick one of those of who I like better to do that, I think I would pick the Colts to take out the Raiders, but Today, uh, it is uh, showing that Carson Wentz uh, is on the COVID protocol list. So he may not even play, which would be a huge blow to the Colts uh, that would kind of boost the Titans into winning the AFC South. Uh, What I want to ask you is, if it were between two healthy teams, who would you uh, take winning the South between the Titans and the Colts? Yeah, I I do like the Titans to hold on. Um, I think Tannehill's playing really well, and I, I even though Miami's played really well lately, um, you know this last this last week they didn't really get to play an offense. We talked about that earlier, um, so I, I do think that they're a beatable team. They've played a lot of close games on that stretch, um, and the Titans are very good even without Derrick Henry. Um, so I think that they hold on, um, despite I do think the Colts went out, um, and, and actually, yeah, I, I do think the Colts went out. Um, unless Carson Wentz isn't out there because without Carson Wentz, you know, Sam Ellinger is the quarterback and God Wentz bless. is very important. I think he's very underrated. Um, and even more so on his skill, what he means to the team, he's very underrated on, um, because he does control that offense, keep the offense on the field, move the ball well, control the ball and control the game and the clock. Um, so he's very important to that team. Yep. Uh, so I think without him, they will lose to the Raiders. But um, if he plays, they'll they'll win out. I think. Healthy or not, I think the Dolphins are going to give uh, the Titans a run for their money here. Uh, I really do believe in what the Dolphins are doing. We saw them last night uh, against your Saints. Uh, Tua made some mistakes, but the defense held up. Uh, we haven't been able to mention anything about the Dolphins defense doing anything really since the days of like Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor etc etc so I really like what's happening down there and it's so funny to to think at the beginning of the season 
they were ready to trade Tua. They were ready to to just rid themselves of Tua, uh, and now they're they're rallying around him as their guy. Uh, really cool to see for for Tua and the Dolphins. Really, um, all we need for them is to go back to their old uniforms and instead of this like candy weird dolphin, uh, and then I would respect them a little more. <laughs> I like the new colors. I like the I like the the new brand. Um, and I like what Tua's been doing. He's a, uh, I saw a stat. He's the number two uh, quarterback in the league um, in downfield passing percentage since um, that run started, since that seven game win streak. So he's playing extremely well. He's holding on to the ball well, and he's letting his defense do their thing um, and giving them a good break by by leading the team down the field. Jalen Waddle is extremely talented, um, and he. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game, but they showed a lot of graphics about Anquan Bolden, who he is right behind uh, as the number two in receptions um, all time. Or I'm sorry, he's, he just moved past on. I, I don't remember if he just moved past Bolden or if he uh, Bolden is number one, but he's now number two in reception, rookie receptions. Wow. Um, and, and he's been playing really well. So uh, they are a good team. I don't want to discount that, um, but I just think the Titans, especially at home, um, I think that they can take care of the Dolphins. Um, but I do think the Dolphins have a chance to stay in that seven, seven seed. Um, that's going to get real cloudy if they lose next week. I mean, a lot of those teams have good – a lot of those, um, you know, number seven seed hopefuls have good schedules uh, uh, or good opponents next week. You know, the Ravens have to play the Rams, Chargers, and Broncos yeah, have all to play of the, each other. It looks like everybody uh... – in contention for the seven seed, the six seven seeds, we'll say, uh, nobody plays anybody that isn't in the hunt, which is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, so we got yeah. some some definite action coming up uh, for the NFL. Uh, it's gonna get wild. Uh, just that, just the bottom of the AFC is just gonna be really interesting to see how it pans out, and really the top. I I think the Chiefs are gonna get the the number one seed, uh, but it's gonna be interesting to see who wins the South between the Titans and the Colts, who wins the North between the Bengals and the Ravens and the Browns and the Steelers. So the entire division, <laughs> and then uh, who pulls away in the East uh, for the Bills or the Patriots. Um, so that's all coming up. Uh, any last final? Before we move, yeah, yeah. Before we move on, I know you're itching to, to talk about some college football. Uh, before we do that, there's one race that you didn't, we didn't cover. You didn't have in the notes, so I wanted to look yeah. into, um, and that is the uh, the race for number one, the number one pick. Um, we got a hot race. The the Lions are two and twelve, um, two twelve and one, which that tie could end up being really important for them, um, and then. Um, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars who are um, two and thirteen, um, and they both have good opponents for the rest of the season. Jacksonville or the Lions have to play uh, the uh, the Packers still, um, and who do they have next week? The um, they have the Seahawks. So two good teams, um, and 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 then the uh, the Jaguars have the Patriots, um, and then in week eighteen they they go to play the Colts. So. Both teams could lose out, and and that half game could end up being what uh, what wins the first round draft pick or first overall draft pick for the Lions. Do we even know who is projected to be the number one draft pick this year? Are there like any quarterbacks or that we expected to be like number one? Or I don't think so. Um, it very well could be a defensive player. I guess it, will we see uh, the quarterback? Who was the Heisman winner? Um, 
from young from the, the quarterback. The from kid Alabama. from Alabama is too young. Uh, this was his freshman he's year. Young. He's well, a it'll freshman. Probably be a defensive player then. Yeah, maybe that maybe that guy out of Michigan. Um, that he might be the number one overall draft pick. And if it's the Lions, I mean, that would probably be a lock, huh? Yeah, just gets to stay at home. Yeah, not sure. Let's talk about some uh, college. Yeah, not sure who would, who's uh, who's going to get the number one pick. Uh, if I had to put money on it, like who would get the number one pick, I think it would still be Jacksonville. I think they're just a terrible football team. Uh, if the you know if the Lions get the number one pick and they do get their guy from Michigan, you know I could see them being like a close to five hundred team next year. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. They just. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on. Uh, if you're, uh, thank you all of you that are listening live on the Colorcast app. Uh, just remember that you can always hit that red uh, heart button if you like what you're hearing. We would certainly appreciate it. Uh, those of you that are listening on a podcast at a later time, thank you for listening. Um, go to TommyExperience.com and you can find all the things and stuff about us and what's going on. Uh, that was called a transition, and now we're going to transition into college football. Uh, bowl mania. Um, you know, we have our contest going on, but a lot of these games are getting canceled, uh, up to game time because there are people that, uh, are, uh, testing positive for COVID and, uh, teams are not having enough players to, to put out a team, uh, to play the opponent that they're supposed to. Uh, so this college football bowl season is even weirder than it was last season. Uh, we're, we're getting cancellations up to like an hour or two before the game started. Uh, there was a game, uh, tonight that UCLA was supposed to play, uh, and, and they cannot, uh, feel the team. So they canceled, uh, right now, Mississippi state and Texas tech are playing. Uh, but right before the game, like five of Mississippi state starters, uh, turns out they couldn't play. Uh, so bowl season is absolutely unpredictable and it's just been a bitch to try to gamble <laughs> yeah yeah i've mainly stayed especially gambling i mainly stayed away um although i wasn't big on our alma mater i'm glad a game i was glad didn't get um canceled because it was a game i was most looking forward to where georgia state whooped up on ball state whooped up. um ball isn't even ball isn't even the name of a state so Pretty pretty dumb college, yep. um, if you ask me. Yep. Um, Georgia State way better, way way better. Beat them fifty one to twenty. You know, just um, better, so better people, uh, more intelligent. Uh, just I mean, that's just what Georgia State is. Um, you know, it started from the bottom. Now we're here. You know, we we witnessed uh, probably one of the worst uh, seasons in college football history when we were freshmen. Uh, and now look at us. We're we're beating Ball State in a bowl game on Christmas Day. Uh, so big shout out to Georgia State. Uh, I also won some money on them winning that football game, uh, and it was enjoyable to watch them score more points than their opponent. Yeah, by a lot. By a lot. Uh, yeah, so really uh, the only thing that I really wanted to talk about is the college football playoff because I – I think those games are going to happen. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, but we got Cincinnati and Alabama and then Georgia and Michigan. Those are the semifinals uh, for the college football playoff. Um, kind of want to go game by game with you. I wrote down uh, the the spreads and everything, so I wanted to see if maybe we had some predictions. Uh, let's start with Cincinnati and Bama. Uh, Bama is favored by 13 and a half. 
the total is set at 57 points. And the Cincinnati money line is sitting at plus 375, if I can intrigue you into that. No, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go with Cincinnati. I, I think they've looked good. I think what that coach has done down there um, is incredible. I think he won coach of the year, um, I believe. Um, but he's just done a great job. Um, but it's Nick Saban, and this is Nick Saban time. We always talk about the, uh, the Tom Brady voodoo when we talk NFL around this time. Uh, this is that Nick Saban voodoo where uh, everybody on Alabama, you know, shows out and then gets drafted in a couple months. So um, <laughs> I'm taking Bama in that game. Um, I don't know what the spread or I don't know what the money line for them would be. I probably wouldn't take the spread just because you never know what happens in an important bowl game. But yeah. the money line um, is sitting at like is, minus 590. Okay. Yeah. I probably wouldn't take it then. I, <laughs> I might, you know, I, I I might take the spread considering, but um, I might just stay away from this game because I think Alabama wins, um, and I don't really want to bet against that even with the the almost four to one payout. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, here's here's what I'm thinking. Now roll with me on this. Now both games, so the Georgia Michigan game, Georgia's favored by seven and a half. Uh, the total sitting at forty five points. This is what I'm thinking for the college football playoff. Uh, a little. Uh, parlay, if you will, between the two games. Uh, the Alabama money line is minus 525, and the Georgia money line is minus 290. Parlay those, and then add in the both of the unders. That is a parlay that is sitting at plus 484. Can I uh, uh, pique your interest into that situation? Do, so if you had it up, I would, what I would ask is I just like getting into my betting habits. I almost never go for the heavy favorite on the money line in a parlay just because, um, you know, minus 590, it's probably not adding much to the overall odds on the parlay. Um, and then you give yourself a little bit more openness, not needing Alabama to win just in case the, the miraculous happens. Um, I like actually Michigan. Um, what's what's their money line for? Do you have it in front of you? Michigan's money line is sitting at plus two thirty. Uh so I'll take a, a two point three to one on my money that Georgia blows it in the big game. It wouldn't mm. be the first time. Um, it's just embedded in that culture somehow. I don't know how, but Georgia just doesn't seem to show up for the big game, and so I I don't think. Uh, they for sure lose it, but at like I said, at two point three to one uh, on your money, I would take Michigan, and yeah. then I would do what you said, and I'd throw it in a parlay with with the under on the Michigan Georgia game, um, and then the, I'd, I'd also take the under on the Alabama game as well. Um, and if you could get good odds on that, probably better than the four games, then you only need one outcome, and then you need just two two point totals. Yeah, uh, Jason, I have some uh, breaking news here. Um, on Tuesday takes uh, that I just got an alert on my phone. Uh, legendary head coach John Madden has passed away at the age of 85. Um, he uh, died unexpectedly this morning, um, and the NFL just tweeted out uh, a little blurb about his death. But John Madden has passed away, which is very sad. Yeah, rest in peace, John Madden huge part of our childhoods. I mean, if, you know, if you liked sports video games growing up, you've said his name 
probably more than most names that you've said in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and not to mention, you know, everything he did for football over the years, his commentary. Um, I always enjoyed even like Frank Caliendo doing the impressions of him after he retired. Yeah. I Um, mean, so huge, huge part of the football culture, uh, in our day and age and, and an absolute legend of the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Madden, was I mean is still just the ultimate football game. Uh, nothing can could compete even when they tried uh, to match Madden. Nothing could compete it. Uh, Madden two thousand four will go down as the greatest video game of all time in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I, it, and his calls on Monday Night Football with Al Michaels on ABC. Uh, some of his calls there just legendary, legendary coach. Um, his boom, tough acting to Nacton commercials, uh, unforgettable. And that documentary just came out uh, on Fox about him called All Madden, which uh, I feel like is a is a must watch now. But um, unfortunately, John Madden passed away at the age of 85 this morning. Um, and then another blurb, uh, speaking of, which is not fun, uh, but uh, Bears beat reporter for ESPN, Jeff Dickerson, passed away at the age of 44 this morning. Uh, he had a very, he's been battling cancer for a couple years, um, and he passed away. Uh, I had that written down to talk about. But a couple of deaths here, which are no fun to talk about, but... Um, <laughs> in the weirdest way. I'm going to try to transition out of it. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you about uh, something a little more uh, lightning, I guess you could say. Uh, I wrote down that I wanted to write down some New Year's resolutions for teams uh, in professional sports. Um, and I and I texted you about this this morning, and I just wanted to hear from you and see if you had one or two teams that you wanted to hand out a New Year's resolution for. Yeah, I absolutely do, um, because it being the New Year's, it's not baseball season, but you and I uh, haven't got to talk much about baseball, uh, kind of starting this show on the back end of the baseball season. Um, so I want to talk about the Angels, my favorite baseball team. Um, we can't waste two superstars. That's that's our New Year's resolution uh, in, the, in the city of Anaheim. We can't have two generational stars. Um, there have only been 14, and I think I've shared this stat with you. I shared it on my Twitter, um, but there have only been 14 different uh, unanimous MVP uh, players in the history of MLB, and the 2022 uh, Anaheim Angels or Los Angeles Angels will have two of them both in their prime at the same exact time. Um, For that team to not make the playoffs would be – it's been bad wasting Mike Trout, but this would be a crime to baseball. Um, so I, I think we got to go out, um, you know, once the lockdown ends, hopefully we can make a couple more signings because I hope we're not done. Um, and then I hope the on-field talent gets it done. Um, and we get to see some Shohei and, and some Mike Trout in October. Don't forget about Noah Syndergaard, who you guys signed, uh, which I think is, uh, he, he got a lucrative contract with you guys, but it's like a one year prove it deal. He's going to come out dealing if he's healthy and yeah, it would be a major disappointment for the angels with the talent that they have, uh, if they're unable to at least get a wild card spot. Uh, but they, they should be in contention with the division, even though the Mariners are kind of on the up, the Rangers are all of a sudden on the ump, uh, up. Ump on the up, and then uh, the Astros are kind of uh, probably going to be going down a little bit. They lost a couple of superstars uh, because Carlos Correa is definitely coming to Chicago. Uh, but they're gonna they're gonna be in a down year when all these other teams are gonna make some noise. So I would look for the Angels 
uh, to be competing for at least the wild card spot. And I do hope that they return to the playoffs for you because I know it's been a while and playoff baseball is just so electric. Yeah, yeah. You love playoff baseball and I will be there. Um, I'm going to get season tickets. Actually, that is the next stop on me and my wife's little journey. Uh, Southern California for six months and I was able to convince her to do the six months of baseball season. Um, so I will be at the big a, uh, hopefully, you know, as many times as possible. Um, but to see some, some, some Mike Trout, some Shohei Otani baseball, uh, even on TV, even if you're not an angels fan, I think would be electric. Um, so as you, as you said, um, but that, uh... that's mine. What, did you have a did you have a New Year's resolution for a team? Well, first off, if you're gonna have season tickets, I'm gonna have to try to make a trip out there and go to a game. Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, you know, Southern California is a, a famously boring place to visit. Yeah, there's not a lot to do. It's kind of ugly. Yeah, the weather's not great. So yeah, I'll bring a coat. Uh, but uh, <laughs> for my New Year's resolutions, of course, I did write down the Chicago teams. Uh, but I did write down the Cubs, and I it's it's very simple. Uh, they need to sign two more superstars, preferably Carlos Correa and Chris Bryant, uh, and then compete for the uh, NL Central. The NL Central is wide open. They have no reason why they shouldn't be competing, especially with Marcus Stroman coming on to join to join Kyle Hendricks uh, on the um, on the rotation. Uh, they have no excuse. They they need to sign a couple bats. They need to make this thing happen. Uh, so. That's my New Year's resolution for the Cubs is sign Carlos Correa and Chris Bryant preferably, but they need at least two superstars and then compete for a division title. Like uh, we should not be down in the dumps too long. Um, as far as <laughs> as far as the Bears, very simple. Also, fire everyone and sell the team. Happy New Year. So let me let me ask you a quick question about the Cubs one. Are are you a fan of them signing Carlos Correa? You know, you would like I, that to happen? Yeah, I wasn't high on it uh, to start with. Um, it wasn't my big uh, acquisition that I really wanted, but I'm talking myself into it a little more. Uh, he does uh, seem to have a personal relationship with Marcus Stroman, who did just sign, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, and and uh, I think he would he would fit well, especially with Kyle Hendricks and Marcus Stroman being ground ball guys. Uh, you definitely want somebody up the middle who can who can handle those ground balls that are coming their way. Uh, I would trust him defensively to be there uh, and be the guy. Uh, but I don't think you can stop at just Carlos Correa. This this team is going to need some more uh, firepower for per se uh, that they would need to do. But I do I do like the idea of him coming to Chicago. Um, I just don't want that to be the only thing that they do. If that makes sense. Yeah, I was curious because he's been heavily linked with the with the Angels, and you know, there's a picture that he posted out where uh, at his Christmas a, there was actually a couple family members that were wearing Angels memorabilia, um, and you know, uh. having played all that time for the rival Astros and everything, there was a you know that's a curious thing for them to just own those jerseys, and that uh, I don't think he's from anywhere near Anaheim, so that was a curious thing, and then. There was a reporter that uh, said that they were the Angels were emerging as a favorite right before the lockdown took place. So yeah, um, I I had I had to kind of come to terms with it because I'm not a huge fan of the of the person, but uh, and you know I don't like him in interviews, and he has played for a rival team um, that you know got in some trouble for some cheating. So 
that probably didn't help uh, my view of him, but he's a hell of a ball player, and I think yeah. he helps anywhere he goes. Yeah, I had the um, same it's a kind very of. Arty Mar- I had the same very kind Arty of a Marino signing um, to to miss on all the good pitchers and then give money to another bat. Yeah, uh, I had the same trouble kind of coming to terms with the with the situation around Carlos Correa, especially where he came from. Obviously, he was part of he's a big part of the cheating uh, Astros scandal. Um, at, I, at some point, I, I think you just have to, okay, it happened and, and move on, which I don't want to do, but you kind of have to do at this point because obviously the MLB doesn't care about it, so I guess I shouldn't either. Um, yeah, a couple of the interview things. Uh, and, you know, I, some similar stories coming out of Chicago too. There were some uh, carolers that changed the words to a Christmas carol outside of Wrigley Field that was basically saying, Carlos Correa, come to Chicago. And he retweeted it and said, Merry Christmas, Cubs fans. So everybody thinks that he's coming here. So it's kind of like the same situation that you said with the Angels. Uh, I just want the lockout to end. So that way we will know where all these people are going. And that way I know that I can use my new scorebook as soon as possible. Absolutely. I also have a a New Year's resolution. Speaking of, you know, with my one being the Angels trying to get back into the playoffs, um, I shared the the team that we share fandom for um, in the English Premier League, uh, Arsenal. Um, I have one for them as well. I think uh, it would be keep embracing age um, because some of these young superstars that are emerging are absolutely fantastic. Um, Emil Smith-Rowe and, um, you know, Bakao Saka and uh, Gabby Martinelli and um, and Odegaard. So we have a lot of good talent. Um, I, I think keep embracing that youth. We need a striker. Um, you know, there's a Swedish forward that plays in La Liga named Alexander Isak, who could be a great signing. Um, or, uh, or you know, Lataro Martinez is an Argentinian striker playing in Italy. Um, he could be a, an incredible signing. So let's get just a little bit more youth in, make some good signings, maybe striker and maybe a center midfielder. Let's get back in top four where, where, uh, where Arsenal belong. I like it. And I trust you on those names and I will follow you into the dark on that. Um, I have one here, uh, one more that I wrote down. It's for my Chicago Bulls who I, you know, go Bulls now. Um, I think uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility or question that uh, the Bulls' New Year's resolution should be to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're right there with Brooklyn, and I think they could give them a run for their money. Uh, In a seven-game series, I'm not sure that they could take them down, but there's no reason why this team shouldn't be able to compete uh, far into June and beyond. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I almost made the mistake of betting uh, against them, uh, what was the, the score of that game last night? The Hawks game. They destroyed them. The spread yeah, was I like three and a half or four and a half, and they destroyed them. Yeah, my buddy took uh, minus six before he saw minus six and a half before he saw Trey would be out, and then he was like, "Oh man, I could have got three and a half." And I, I told him, I said, "I don't think it's gonna matter." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I the Bulls, you know, they're good. They're in second in the East right now, uh, which is, you know, surprising for a lot. But I'm very excited about where they are. Uh, I'm looking forward to the stretch that comes after the All-Star game because right now we're still in the mode where, like, nobody really cares. And uh, I always enjoy LeBron struggling, and he's doing that right now, and it brings joy to me. 
Yeah, I'm on the opposite end. I I, I enjoy. Obviously, I'm a Lakers fan. Being from yeah. LA, not the hugest LeBron fan personally, um, but I obviously want his Lakers to win. Um, so not not enjoying this season as much as as you know the past ones. Um, but I have I have enjoyed watching your Bulls play a little bit. Um, I'm I'm a big Alex Caruso fan, so he's been fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun for him. It's fun to see this team kind of come together and make some noise. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Jason, before we get out of here, do you have any uh, final remarks or anything that you'd like to talk about? Just the bets this next week. We got a lot going on. We got to savor these last couple weeks of like college football, NFL. Um, you know, all the different uh, soccer leagues that are all going on at once. We have Champions League. We have uh, the Europa League. So a lot of, you know, things to bet on. We have a wide variety of uh, the NBA as well, wide variety of sports every single day. Soon, um, you know, we'll get into those dog days of days of, of like uh, spring before baseball starts. We'll just have like soccer, football will be over. Um, so I will be on Twitter. I believe we're restarting the new year with a new point format, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start uh, kind of keeping track of everything come the new year. Um, but I definitely think that we should put our uh, picks out regardless um, uh, on the Twitters. So make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, Jason is at JPO Tweets. Uh, I am at Tommy Irby 36 but you can find both of our handles uh, easily at TommyExperience.com. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out. We'll put out our picks uh, and uh, always be responsible when you're doing this, of course. Um, but that's it for this week. Uh, again, uh, sad news when we were listening. Uh, John Madden passed away at the age of 85. Uh, so sad to see a football mind like him go. Uh, so rest in peace to him and to Jeff Dickerson. Um, and thank you for tuning in this week. And Jason, uh, let's do it again next week. See you then. All right. Take care.